0: Welcome to the Punction Eye podcast, where we discuss alternative health and wellness practices for those of us who don't feel that we fit into the mainstream ideals of what it means to be fit and healthy, but we're still interested in finding balance in both body and mind. Hey everyone, I'm Jo and I'm committed to promoting body positivity, individuality, and through the stories of others, exploring self-care practices that can help lead us all to our happiest and healthiest selves. Remember, hit that subscribe button and turn notifications on so you're kept up to date with any new episode. In today's episode, we're going to delve into the fascinating world of gut health. We're going to explore its impact on our mood, our immune system, and our overall well being. We'll look at the gut brain connection, and we'll also look at some tips so that you can optimize your gut health. Now, you might be wondering how does my gut have anything to do with how I'm feeling? Well, it turns out a lot. <music> Let's pause for a second and just appreciate the extraordinary wonder and the deep connection between our gut and our brain. Both the gut microbiota and the gut microbiome have key roles in shaping our physical and mental well being, and that really is quite fascinating. One thing, though, is that so often you will hear the terms gut microbiota and gut microbiome kind of interchangeably used as if they mean the same thing, but they're actually slightly different. There's some subtle differences here. So the gut microbiota, they are the tiny little living organisms that live in our gut, that call our gut home. Whereas the gut microbiome, they are all about their genes. They are like the total knowledge and abilities of our gut's microscopic inhabitants. And so while the ideas are closely linked, they are not quite identical. Imagine your gut as a bustling city where all the gut microbiota, so that's all the bacteria living in your gut, are the city's inhabitants. Now they're busy off doing their jobs, helping you to digest your food, producing vitamins, keeping away harmful germs, but keeping you physically healthy isn't their only role. They're also crucial to mental health. Now my question to you is, have you heard of a second brain? Don't worry, it's not a name for another sci-fi film or character, it's actually what is called or another name for the enteric nervous system, which is the area in our gut. Now, prior to doing this episode, I knew about the second brain and being a name for what's going on in our gut, but I didn't know it was called the enteric nervous system. And what's really fascinating for me about this is that this system actually can control the gut independently of the brain. So if we go back to our city analogy, you can kind of think of the enteric nervous system being the local government in our gut city and the brain being the central government. Now, that doesn't mean that these two systems don't talk. They communicate via the communication highway. And if you've watched previous episodes, you know exactly where I'm going with this the vagus nerve. And so that's how these two systems speak to one another. So if your gut city is experiencing problems like imbalanced gut health, then it could lead to anxiety, depression, and other mood disorders. If you watched or listened to the previous episode that I did on the autonomic nervous system and the endocrine nervous system, you'll have a pretty good idea about the role of the vagus nerves and how it transmits signals to and from the gut, to the brain and also around the body because of the way that the vagus nerve is a wandering nerve and it goes to a lot of places. So it'll be no surprise to you that the gut health and our mood and our mental health are actually connected through this communication highway. So maintaining a healthy gut isn't just about avoiding stomach aches, it's also about nurturing our mental well-being and One key way of doing that is through the use of probiotics. And what these do is they can help rebalance gut microbiota, which is kind of like adding more helpful citizens to our gut city so everything runs smoothly. So why does it matter for our mood? Well, if you think of being in gut city again, where everything is balanced, it is a happy place. It's somewhere people want to be. But if things go wrong and there's more bad characters and not enough good characters, well, it can make Gut City a little bit of a sad and anxious place. And this is what can happen if your gut is imbalanced. Here's an interesting fact. Serotonin or the feel good hormone is mostly produced in our gut. And so if our gut isn't happy and healthy and balanced, Well, it can have a direct effect on our mood. I recently found a fascinating research paper on Science Direct about the relationship between the gut microbiota and the influences on brain function. And, you know, through different pathways involving nerves, hormones, immune system. Now, what's really cool about this particular research that was done is that Apparently, in the past, when they've done this type of research, they have used animal subjects, whereas this time they've used humans. So it's a lot more closer to human experience. The research did do a lot of different... They looked at like the gut-brain connection for a number of different things, but I wanted to focus specifically on the research that they, that they did around anxiety and generalized anxiety disorder. And what they discovered is that... The people who have generalized anxiety disorder have a different bacteria in their gut to those who do not have generalized anxiety disorder. And the more severe the anxiety, the worse, the balance of the bacteria. This to me is incredibly interesting, but also slightly terrifying to think that There is tiny living organisms in my gut that are actually what's causing my anxiety. But the thing is, also in this paper, there is a little bit of hope. And this I was very pleased to discover was around the use of probiotics. And what probiotics can do is that they can help restore balance in the gut. So you can kind of see them as the superheroes of our gut city. They're in there restoring order. They're, they're in there ensuring that the good bacteria are enough, I guess, or, you know, are able to prosper and survive against the stuff that is potentially causing the anxiety or the bacteria that is triggering the anxiety. I just think it's, it's hopeful as somebody who suffers with anxiety that there is evidence now that probiotics does help to alleviate the feelings of stress and anxiety because it helps to bring balance to our system. Personally I have noticed a massive difference by incorporating AG1 into my diet. Now I admit I don't take it daily but I do take it on a regular basis particularly you know in the morning before I've had any food or this is gonna sound very very strange but if I know that I'm going out drinking I make sure that I have my AG1 to make sure that my gut is in really good condition considering I'm about to do something potentially quite bad to it so yeah I really find it very useful in my general overall health but it has really helped me with my anxiety I still get anxiety I still have to deal with generalized anxiety disorder and the way that that manifests for me, but it has helped me. I know it can't just be the AG1. As I've said, I'm a real advocate for looking at things holistically, but I do genuinely believe that it has helped to reduce my anxiety symptoms. And one of the reasons for this is because of the ingredients that they use in AG1. And I do need to read this because I know for a fact, I am going to pronounce it incorrectly. Even when I read it, I'm going to pronounce it incorrectly, most likely. But AG1 includes a type of probiotic called Lactobacillus Gasseria. So Lactobacillus Gasseria, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly and this is a particular probiotic that has shown beneficial effects on gut function and stress resist resistance stress resistance can't even say resistance and if we think about how anxiety works it's very close to stress it's all part of the stress and fear feeling anxious is feeling fearful and so produces the chemicals of cortisol and adrenaline and so just to be clear i am not sponsored by AG1 at all. I just have personally found a very good experience taking it. It is expensive, but for me it's got other elements in it. It helps to boost your immune system, so there's there's probiotics and vitamins and things like that in AG1. It's vegan, so it's got no animal products in it and it just covers a lot of bases. You know, when I'm feeling like I'm coming down with something, I actually feel like I'm coming down with something at the moment. So to help support that, I will take AG1. As I said, it is deemed to be a little bit pricey, but for me and what it's helped me with, I believe it's worth every penny. Speaking of immune systems, 70 to 80% of our immune cells reside in our gut, and they're able to distinguish between the food substances that are okay for us and potential threats, which means they're able to help us to fight against disease and infections. So how do we keep our gut health in good shape? Well, it might shock you that it has nothing to do with a rigid diet or a punishing workout regime. It's all about balance, diversity, and listening to your body. So I've got a couple of considerations on things you could try to help you to reach a happy gut. Some of these things you'll be really familiar with. And so it might be quite easy for you to take them on, but there might be some new things here as well. So let's take a look. First up, Consider adding fermented foods to your diet. So this could be things like sauerkraut, you could also have kombucha, kimchi. These foods are rich in probiotics and they can help your gut bacteria. Try to reduce your take of added sugars and refined carbs because these can actually produce more harmful bacteria in your gut and also stay well hydrated. Drinking lots of good fluids like water is going to be very beneficial for your gut as well because it helps to flush stuff out of your system. Be mindful of medications. Now, this is something that I have done for years and I've avoided as much as I can, and that's taking any antibiotics because my understanding of antibiotics is they actually kill off all bacteria or they reduce all bacteria to fight the infection now there are some cases obviously where you need to take these to make sure that you get better so you know you do need to consider what's going to be the best option it's also important to note that when it does come to anything like that with medication do talk to your healthcare provider do talk to your doctor if you are concerned about your gut health with regards to the medication that they're going to put you on, speak to them about it. They are the experts, but just keep it in your mind that, you know, you might want to ask them about it rather than assuming that the medication is not going to have an effect on your gut at all. It's so strange to think that sleep has an effect on your gut, but as I've been saying in so many of the episodes recently, we've got to take a holistic approach to what we're doing and sleep deprivation affects us immensely, not just physically, but mentally. And it also contributes to an imbalanced gut. So make sure you're getting plenty of sleep. Another interesting one, and you're going to have to likely speak to a specialist about this, is to design a diet based on your microbiome. So you will have to go, maybe you might wanna go back and listen to the episode that I did with Leslie ann who spoke about her experience having irritable bowel disease. And she talked about a couple of the tests that she got done. We also included some of the links in the show notes or in the description of the video. But yeah, you might find that you want to get a personalized nutrition plan based on your gut microbiome. And so therefore you will need to see a specialist about that. I do suggest you go and watch that episode as well. I'll put a link to it up here. Now, I don't want to sound like I harp on about this, and I do not want to give the misconception that yoga and meditation are some magical practice that can cure all things. However, these practices, these ancient practices from India, Research has shown, and also from my personal experience, they reduce stress. And when you are stress-free and relaxed, that also has an effect on your gut. Like I have said before, when we feel anxious, we feel it in a part of our body body and so often you know people experience stomach cramps when they are anxious this is the gut doing something because something's going on and it is reacting to whatever information it's receiving either from the enteric nervous system I had to think about that that the enteric nervous system or from the information from the brain communicating through that vagus nerve so Practices that you might want to consider are belly breathing practices. Remember last week, I spoke about the fact that if your belly feels tight, then lie on the ground and focus on the pressure of your back connecting more deeply with the earth because the rib cage expands three ways. So you can do breathing practices. Anything that is going to help relax your system and tap into the parasympathetic nervous system is going to communicate to your brain that you are safe. You do not need to continue releasing cortisol or adrenaline, and it will help you to feel more calm as an individual and will help to calm down your gut so that your gut can then do all the things it's meant to do, like help you with your digestion, like, you know, differentiate between the food substances that are good for us and also fight against disease and infection. All of those things and probably so much more that I don't know about. But yeah, so do consider as something that you could do to help balance your gut and keep your gut healthy is incorporating yoga, breath work, exercises and meditation. In wrapping up, it is clear that the health of our gut is fundamentally linked to our overall health and well-being, both physically and mentally. And the microorganisms that are living in our gut, our gut microbiota, they're not just... Passive residents, they're active participants in our health, you know, like tiny little workers helping to digest our food, helping to produce vitamins, helping to boost our immune system and helping us to fight against disease and infection and they have the power to affect our mood. In this episode, we've learned that an imbalance of our gut can contribute to anxiety, depression, and other mood disorders. But we've also discovered that there's hope. And you know, the research that I referred to earlier, you know, stated that there was hope through probiotics and that these beneficial bacteria can actually help to bring balance back into our gut and potentially alleviate anxiety symptoms and enhance our mood, which really is is so hopeful because, you know, if you live with a mood disorder, you often try a lot of things. I've tried a lot of things to try to have more good days than bad. And it becomes tiring. So having this little bit of extra information about probiotics. And, you know, I have said, whilst I'm not sponsored by them in any way, I use AG1. And I know from personal experience that that has really helped me. I was taking AG1 originally to just help me with overall health, physical health, because I have a plant-based diet. So I was like, I should take something to help with my general health. But it had this bonus effect that I know that it has definitely helped me with my generalized anxiety disorder. But remember that everyone's gut city is unique. What works for one person's not going to necessarily work for another. And it really is about finding what works best for you. And so while AG1 supplements work great for me, they might not work Great for you. You've got to find, you've got the information now. You can go and do some extra research. You can go and look into maybe what's going to work for you as an individual with your lifestyle and your diet. But at least you've got something to work with here. You know, today and all of the episodes I do are to provide you with the knowledge that I have, the knowledge that I discover, so that you can create your own individual uh, health and wellness path, something that works for you. Always speak to your doctor and your healthcare practitioner to work out a plan forward because they are the ones with the knowledge they've you know they've done a lot more of the medical study and if you've got one that you've been to regularly they'll also know your history as well and uh, so that's incredibly important and if you did find today's video useful be sure to hit the like button (laughs) and if you did find today's use (laughs) And if you found today's video useful, be sure to hit the like button and subscribe and turn notifications on so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. Wow, that was a tough one to get out. Now, remember, you can also tune in via your favorite podcast platform. If you want to watch these episodes and you're listening to this today, then I do them over at YouTube on my channel, Joe Delacourt. Before we finish up today, I understand how challenging it is to experience anxiety, you know, particularly when it strikes unexpectedly. And that's why I created a free resource called the Anxiety Survival Checklist. And this checklist is a space for you to Thoughtfully create an action plan so that when you experience anxiety, you have something to turn to to help you get through it. It provides some ideas on what you can do and also guides you in three steps of how you can get yourself into a place of at least balance like it's not going to necessarily going to cure you of your anxiety right then and there but it is going to get you back to a place where at least you can function so if you are interested in that you can head to checklist.jo.delacourt.com or just click the link in the description radio that's everything for this week i've been your host joe until next time peace and punk